Welcome to the Kids Zone Check It Out podcast. This month, we're reviewing some of our favorite Rainbow Book Month titles for children. Hello, book lovers. This is Elizabeth Sargent at the Orem Public Library. Today, I'll be telling you about the picture book, Big Boys Cry by Jaunty Howley. This book is especially great for children ages three to seven. It has beautiful pictures, big text, and a heartwarming story that will help children realize that everyone cries, even big boys. In this story, a little boy named Levi is nervous for his first day of school. Levi's dad isn't sure how to help Levi, so he just tells him, big boys don't cry. So Levi doesn't cry. But on his way to school, Levi sees grown-up men crying. He sees a fisherman crying before setting off on a long trip. He sees a musician crying as he plays his music. He sees young men, old men, baker men, biker men, and they are all crying. In fact, big boys are crying everywhere. And when Levi gets home from school that day, he realizes that everyone cries big boys too. And that's okay. The message in this book is so wonderful. It teaches children and adults that it is good to have feelings and that everyone has them no matter what your gender or age is. It is refreshing to read a book that celebrates boys' feelings, even the feelings that are sometimes told in our culture not to show. This book breaks the stereotype that boys do not cry and helps children understand that all people have emotions young and old, boys and girls. So check out Big Boys Cry at the library. It is a tender, heartwarming story for both kids and adults. Hi readers, it's Molly Clough at Orem Public Library. And if you're a fan of fantasy stories that take place in a modern world like ours, but with magic and powers thrown in the mix, then you should take a look at The Witch Boy by Molly Knox Ostertag. This is a junior graphic novel full of action, magic, and reassuring messages of finding belonging and acceptance within family and community. In Aster's family, everyone has special abilities. Girls learn magic as witches, and boys transform into animals as shapeshifters. Aster's male cousins are starting to specialize in all sorts of animal forms. Eagles, badgers, foxes. Aster, however, has not been successful at shapeshifting. He has, though, picked up quickly on even the smallest snatches of witch magic he overhears from the girls' lessons. One day, he tries some magic words and makes fruit grow on a berry bush. He knows that he has a unique skill, but his family discourages his talent, reminding him that magic is not for boys. Aster continues to practice in secret, though, with the support of a friend from a nearby non-magical town. But danger is lurking in the forest. Aster's shape-shifting cousins start disappearing one by one. When Aster is out alone in the woods one night, he barely escapes an attack by a kind of mismatched chimera monster. When they catch the monster, they realize it's one of his cousins twisted into a painful form. The whole family is unsure what happened that made him that way. 
Aster knows he can find his other missing cousins using the magic he's been practicing. But doing so means challenging long-held traditions and unearthing generations-old secrets. I really enjoyed this graphic novel. It's a quick read, and I loved the characterization in the artwork. I found the antagonist very frightening at first, since he's initially cued as an evil demon or something, but he becomes compelling once you know all the backstory. Mostly, I love Aster as the main character, and seeing everything from his perspective, his desire to belong, but also to pursue something he's good at. And I also just enjoyed the concept of this big extended family with these special abilities and their cool hand-me-down outfits and them all learning what it looks like to love and protect each other. There are some great metaphors in this book exploring questions about societal convention and stereotypical roles. I feel the fantasy elements and art style are in a similar spooky vein as the Amulet series or Ethan Aldridge's Estranged. So we hope to see you up in the junior section this summer exploring our awesome graphic novel collection, which are such a fun way to keep up excitement about reading over the summer. See you soon and happy reading! everybody. My name is Whitney, and I'm excited to tell you about a few books I've read recently. To celebrate Rainbow Month, I've been searching for books that show families of all kinds, and I found a great one in a picture book called Papa, Daddy, and Riley. This book is written by Seamus Hurst and illustrated by Devin Holtworth. It tells the story of a girl named Riley who is about to start her first day of school. Kids are being dropped off by their families for class, including Riley, who is dropped off by her two dads, one of which she calls Papa, and the other she calls Daddy. When Riley goes into the classroom, she meets a girl named Olive, who asks about the two men who dropped her off. When Riley explains that they're her parents, Olive proceeds to ask her, but which one is your real dad? This question confuses and upsets Riley, and she feels as if she has to choose which of her parents is her real dad. She tells her fathers about this later, and they reassure her that they are both her real dads, and that what defines a family is the love shared between them. This book is a great introduction for young, school-age children concerning diversity and how all families are different, but that being different doesn't make them any less special. The illustrations are cute and colorful and help to portray the emotions that Riley feels throughout the book. Another great Rainbow Month book for toddlers is Rainbow, a first book of pride. This easy read by Michael Genhard with illustrator Anne Cashier explains the meanings of the colors on the rainbow flag. It's a great introduction to Rainbow Month for Littles but also has good information in it for those who are unfamiliar with the history of the rainbow flag and how it relates to our LGBTQIA community. If you're looking for additional picture books that discuss gender identity and LGBTQIA topics, you can also try the following titles. Love is Love by Michael Genhard, Red, a crayon story by Michael Hall, and Uncle Bobby's Wedding by Sarah S. Brannon. And don't forget to ask your friendly librarians at the Orem Public Library for additional recommendations 
for assistance in finding the perfect rainbow month book. Bookmark here at the Orem Public Library wanting to tell you about a book that I enjoyed. Check it out. Being a theater kid myself, I was drawn toward Tim Fetterly's series about a middle schooler's dream to make it big on Broadway. Better Nate Than Ever is the first book in the series. Ever a cockeyed optimist, 13-year-old Nate Foster is bound for Broadway any way he can get there. His small-town life in Jenkburg, Pennsylvania, is just too stifling to contain his talent. And so begins his journey to the Big Apple and the bright lights of Broadway. With the help of his best friend Libby, he hops a greyhound and follows his dream. There, in the Big Apple, he stays with his aunt. He wants to audition for a new show on Broadway called E.T. the Musical. Nate reaches for the stars. Does he get the part? Well, you'll have to read to find out. Follow Nate's fun-filled adventures. The book deals with some heavy topics that never drag you down. They can lead to some great discussions about civil rivalry, bullying, religious parents, and gay or questioning teens. All done in a light-hearted, non-threatening, humorous way, totally appropriate for young audiences. Follow Nate in his other adventures with 5678 and the Nate Expectations. These are great reads for 5th grade to 8th graders. Here's what real Broadway theater folk have to say about the Nate books. Alan Menken, Tony and Oscar-winning composers of Newsies and Beauty and the Beast says, A smash hit. If there were a Tony Award for books, it would go to Better Nate Than Ever. Thomas Schumacher, Tony Award-winning producer of The Lion King, says, No one captures Broadway or the kids who want to be part of it with the humor, insight, and heart of Tim Fetterly. This hysterical and heartwarming story is for everyone who dreams of going there, out there as a middle schooler and coming back as a star. Publishers Weekly gave it a starred review saying, Hilarious and heartwarming. And finally, Lin-Manuel Miranda, star and creator of the musical Hamilton, said, The Nate series by Tim Fetterly is a wonderful evocation of what it's like to be a theater kid. Highly recommended. And I, too, recommend this series. Check it out at the Orem Public Library. Hi, my name is Marianne, and I work in the children's department at the library. And I've always loved art and learning about artists. We have a new book titled, A Story of Keith Herring, Drawing on Walls by Matthew Burgess, that was recently just published about the artist Keith Herring. 30 years after his death of AIDS-related complications, this vibrant picture book brings the iconic pop artist's work and story to the hearts of a new generation. When Keith was a kid, he and his dad often drew together. 
They took turns making lines and watched as a balloon became an ice cream cone or a dog transformed into a fire-breathing dragon. After school, Keith moved to Pittsburgh to study commercial art, but it wasn't a good fit. He wanted to be spontaneous and free. He read the book, The Art Spirit by Robert Henri, and one quote from that book he felt was directed to him. The quote was, do whatever you do intensely. The artist leaves the crowd and goes pioneering. Keith Herring wanted to communicate with as many people as possible. He said that the public had a right to art, and art is for everybody. He held many jobs for a while, but his favorite job ever was drawing with children at a daycare center. Keith said, there is nothing that makes me happier than making a child smile. One day in the New York South, Keith noticed blank panels where advertisements used to be. So he began painting on the walls. People would pause and notice, and this was what art was all about. Maybe it makes them smile. Maybe it makes them think. Maybe it inspires them to draw or to dance or to sing. He was offered a one-man show in Soho. Keith's life was an artist, as an artist was taking off. No matter how busy Keith became or where in the world he went, he always made time for children. Keith understood kids and they understood him. After watching Keith work, a kid came up to him and said, I can tell by the way you paint that you really love life. And Keith did love life every single day, no matter what difficulties came his way. Saying, I appreciate everything that has happened, especially the gift of life I created that has created a silent bond between me and children. Children can sense this thing in me. In June of 1989, Keith Herring was invited to paint a wall on a church in Italy. As word spread, people came from all over Europe to meet Keith and watch him work. From the time he was four years old, drawing with his dad at the kitchen table until the day he died at 31. Keith remained spontaneous and free, following his line wherever it would lead. And though his life ended too soon, Keith's line is still with us and goes on forever. And that is a quote from the end of the book. We have many biographies and art books in the library. Come in and check them out.
Hi, it's Rita at the Orem Library. I always wanted to be a mermaid with long flowing hair, swimming under the sea with fish and sea turtles in a coral reef. Maybe I could swim with dolphins, sharks, jellyfish, or whales. Maybe I would find treasure in a shipwreck. I'm not the only one who dreams of being a mermaid. I know lots of kids do too. Julian is a mermaid is a picture book for ages five through eight, created by Jessica Love. After swimming in the local pool with his abuela, Julian sees women dressed up as mermaids on the subway, making their way to a mermaid parade. Oh my, Julian loves mermaids. He dreams like I did as a child of having long wavy hair and swimming amongst a whole shoal of sea creatures. He finally arrives at home and his abuela prepares to take a bath and tells him to be good. He takes the white curtain off the bedroom window and wraps himself up in it. Uh-oh! He plucks flowers and plant foliage from a vase to make a crown and he puts it on his head. Oh dear! And he gets into his abuela's makeup and puts on lipstick. Oh no! When his abuela comes out of the bathroom, she doesn't scold him for meddling with things in her bedroom. Instead, she gives him a strand of pearls to enhance his mermaid outfit. She then takes him on a trip across town to, you guessed it, the beach to participate in the mermaid parade with other beautiful and colorful mermaids. Read this book to view the whimsical and gorgeous illustrations and to encourage kids to be themselves, encourage creativity, and provide inspiration. Thanks for joining us. Check out our favorite titles at your local library. See you next month for more reviews.